Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. So anyway, so um, I get I was at a Sean Bolt's conference in Bethel about four years ago. Was that right, Claire? Yeah, about four years ago. My good friend and I, Shola, uh, went to Bethel, we, uh, and Sean Boltz, you know, gets all these dates and people's birth dates and he's, uh, like, where they live and he gets, like, telephone numbers for people and all that sort of stuff. And there was an impartation going on that night and so Shola and I had come a long way and we thought we need that impartation, you know, so we can bring it back. And the idea is that it actually gets people out of their seat and breaks through. When we go out to the marketplace... You know, people may not actually receive the fact that when you say I'm a Christian, but actually say, does does the 14th of July mean anything to you or does the 10th of March? And they go, yeah, that's the day I was born. How did you know that? And then that's a way into their lives straight away. Yeah. 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 So you can bring a word of life. So um, the the next day we were walking around in the park. uh, And uh, when when you get an impartation, the best thing to do is to activate that. Yeah. Okay, it's like, okay, I've had this training, I need to do something about it. It's no good just putting it in your locker, you know, and letting it get dust, all right? So that's a word to me and to you on that, all right? Okay, you've got to activate it. So Shola and I said, okay, let's do it, let's activate it. And we saw a random guy in the park, and we went over, to, and as we were walking over to him, we said, God, you've got to give us some numbers which mean something to this man. And Shola got some numbers, and I got some other numbers, and we walked up to the guy who happened to be a Christian, but we didn't know that, and we said, does this mean anything to you? He said, you've just read out my cell phone number. <laughs> right? Crazy, crazy, you know, and then we could bring, you know. And anyway, so I step out a lot in this, and uh, I usually get quite long numbers, you know, people's dates of birth, but it's kind of parts of credit card numbers. I don't get the whole credit card. My wife reminds me, <laughs> she reminds me every time, Make sure you mention that you only get part of the number, because otherwise, you know, it's like you can't have that, can you? Yeah. <laughs> and and so um, and then God uh, last time gave me number three forty three, and I was uh, I was thinking, okay, God, three forty three, that's quite sure, you know, like, um, can you not give me a bigger one so it looks like it's you? <laughs> you know how it is? It's like it can't be that simple. Three forty three. So I got nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing after three forty three. So I just said, okay, I've got three forty three, thinking that would probably mean nothing. And then Yannick, this is your time. <laughs> well, thank you. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm a prosecutor, um, and uh, a, a lot of times um, officers will make arrests, and then they bring the case to us, and then we have to determine whether we want to file charges against a person. And sometimes there's just not enough evidence to file charges against a person. So when we, we, the officer makes the arrest and we determine that there's not enough evidence, then we will 343 the case. As in, um, there is, I guess a long time ago, there was some sort of form that was form 343 or whatever. So um, uh, we would 343 the case, and that means that the person would be released from jail, and the case against them would be sealed. So, um, and I think this is what I also mentioned last time, is that when a case is sealed, then there's no record of it. So, um, every so often, we have people who come before us, and I have my internal, (laughs) every time, so, uh, you know, people come, you know, uh, when I'm in front of a judge, and I have the file, and I see that this person's been arrested 15 times or 20 times, the judge doesn't have any record of that. 
because I know in my internal records, I'm like, yeah, this person did that, 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 that. But everything was sealed because of one reason or another, there was just not enough evidence of it. Um, and so the judge can't use that against them if they're determining a sentence or things like that. So that's the implication, so. That's yeah. great. I mean, I was just, I'm just getting yeah. blessed by hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Thank you, Yannick. Thank you. And uh, so as Yannick, as Yannick just guys go back, can you just bless him? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lord God, bless Yannick. Woo! righty. Ha. <laughs> so how much more, you know, when, we're, when the accuser stands day and night accusing us of things, yeah? Today. And actually, you know, it's the blood of Jesus, it's his life, it's his death, it's the resurrection that says actually there is no record, that accusation, we've been set free. We've had a, like a heavenly 343. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? That's incredible, isn't it? Whoa, that is so powerful. Wow. 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 Ha. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you, God. Ha. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. So, Yannick, if you weren't here, I had you on my cell phone still. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to actually ask, somehow I was going to have permission to play that. So, but we got the real, we've got the real deal. <laughs> so, um, so all the stuff, because I, got, I, got, I asked you if I could record it, didn't I? I don't know if you remember saying yes, but I did. So <laughs> <laughs> you said yes, so I recorded it. So I have it on my, uh, you know, and I play stuff back, and I just thank God every time I hear Yannick coming over, you know, when I'm shaving in the morning, you know, oh, there's Yannick, you know, there's like, <laughs> yeah, come on. And it just reminds me the fact that actually whatever the accuser is accusing me of today, I, it's been paid for, it's been dealt with. Jesus has signed the check, and actually I'm not guilty, you know, and I can be set free, and, and I can live in freedom every day, yeah? Oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I just feel I sh that should be it, you know, let's, let's all go. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so, um, so God's into numbers. I can give you lots of examples, but I won't just because of time. But, you know, like Yannick and uh, example and everything else, we've had some amazing examples to do with the Mason-Dixon line and things that we've been praying about uh, and, and some, something like the actual coordinates of the Mason-Dixon line actually means something in Strong's numbers, which relates to, um, so we know, w yeah, we don't know much about the Mason-Dixon line, but you do, yeah? <coughs> it's part of your history, yeah? And if you look up the, 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 the coordinates of the Mason-Dixon line and then look up the equivalent in Strong's numbers, we know what Strong's numbers are. They're the kind of the, the Hebrew and the Aramaic. They all have a number. And if you look up the, um, the meaning of that, it relates to something about, um, about drunkenness in like, do not be drunk. <laughs> all right? Do not be drunk if be in the terms of Titus and Timothy, the passages there about being a deacon. You know, it talks about, you know, be this, don't do that. So it talks about don't be drunk. So it's a statement about actually, you know, this is an indicator, don't do this and you'll be fine. The, why is that important? It's because um, uh, Jeremiah Dixon was from England. He was from a place called Bishop Auckland, which is only 25 miles from where we live. And actually he was a Quaker and he was kicked out of the Quakers because he had a drink problem. 
So the man that actually was, was half responsible for the Mason-Dixon line actually had a drink problem and he was kicked out of the Quakers because of that. It sounds like he was redeemed at the end of his life because he's actually buried in a Quaker graveyard, unmarked, Quaker, uh, unmarked grave in a Quaker graveyard in Bishop Auckland. I visited that place about three or four weeks ago. So how is it, you know, more the, the fact that God actually buries things as secrets for us to find them out and think, okay, God, what, what do you mean by that? You know, we know the scripture, don't we, in Proverbs? I think it's 25. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings and queens. You know, I, I like to put, you know, I know it's kings, but and men and women to find it out. You know, um, the royalty. We are royalty to find it out. Yeah? So there's something in these, like 343. Okay, you know, there's something to dig down and find out about. And that's amazing, isn't it, what we heard before? So, um, and we need help with that, don't we? And, we? and I was saying to God, I need a context on that. I really need to, because I, I like to, you know, I read the Bible every year. I'm, I'm uh, on the 23rd time through the Bible. I just get to the end, and then I start all over again. And it's great. I love it, you know. And, but whatever, t whatever way you get the Bible into you, just get it into you. I don't care, you know, whether you, you, you know, I mean, I mean, clearly, you can't, well, you could eat it, I guess, but, you know, eat it, <laughs> like, eat it, like, consume the Bible, you know, it's the words of life. So, um, I was listening to, um, uh, we know John Paul Jackson, uh, yeah, so, um, he was talking um, about uh, a scripture, and he does a lot of things to do with numbers and dream interpretation, things like that, and, um, in uh, Daniel 8.13, it says, um, Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said unto that certain saint, this is the New King James Version, and it's talking about angels here. If you look it up in the NIV, it's angels. But in the New King James Version, it talks about that certain saint, which spoke, How long shall be the vision? And there's, a, there's an answer to that, and it's a period of 2,300 days. So basically, an angel asks another angel a question, and the angel answers by giving a particular number or date, which is, yeah. So if you look up uh, that certain saint in Hebrew, the name is actually Palmoni, P-A-L-M-O-N-I. All right? So this is to do with an angel. That's actually sent, so we, uh, we know we don't worship angels. I just thought I'd say that, you know, Hebrews 1.11, you know, so it's like they're sent to serve those who will inherit salvation, ministering spirits, so help, heavenly help, you know. God, I need some help. I need some extra help, you know. <laughs> like, um, so um, I always, uh, there's always a lot of angels around where I minister, maybe because God knows that I really, really need a lot of help. <laughs> Probably really needy, you know, so... Um, Anyway, I just say thank you and more. Anyway, so palmoni, guess what palmoni means? It means the numberer of secrets or the wonderful numberer. Isn't that incredible? So here is ministering spirits, angels sent to help us with this whole thing to do with numbers. The name of the angel is the wonderful numberer. So we need help. Yeah? which actually helps us to, you know, what's the 343, what's this, what's that, you know. So actually it's good to ask God for help. Yeah? 
There's been a couple of books, two 19th century books written all about Palmini. I mean, I couldn't believe this. You know, like there's a whole series of teaching from John Paul Jackson, but there's actually a couple of 19th century books if you look it up. But anyway, uh, I'm not going to tell you because I haven't read them, so I don't know what they're like, but they, they're, they sound solid, but, you know, because they're, <laughs> they're from this ecclesiastical, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but actually, um, later on, this Gabriel says to Daniel, you know, 9.22, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. So that's actually help, isn't it? Yeah. Now come to give you insight and understanding. So, um, and that help is often through learning things. So all I want to say is skill is acquired, revelation is given. All right? You know, we've all probably got in our bookshelves, uh, you know, uh, what do certain numbers mean in the Bible? What do certain colors and what do that? And then we think, oh, somebody's had a dream and we just go to the to the thing, we just lick it all up and we've got the interpretation. No, because actually that is skill and it's good to have skill. But actually, if we don't have a need for revelation in our life, then, you know, fill in the blanks. Yeah, we need that revelation that Jesus, only Jesus can give us. Yeah, straight from heaven. Yeah, we have that revelation. We know it's the prophetic. Prophetic is revelation, interpretation, application. Those are the three steps. And we know the skill that is part of that, but it still has to start with revelation straight from heaven, straight from Jesus. Otherwise, we then start, it then starts becoming our initiative, our strength. It originates from us. And if we place ourselves at the center of things, self-centered, self-this, we're in a mess of trouble, heap of trouble, yeah? Yep. So it's got to be Jesus-centered, okay? So... Thank you. 19th of March, does that mean anything to anybody? Shay, sorry. Well, um, so anybody, well, well, maybe 19th of March. Okay. Can, can you come out? Thank you. Whew. As I just, God reminded me, as, as I bent down to pick up my water, he said, um, don't forget 19th of March. So your name is? Corley. 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 Do you want to come and? Is that okay? You okay? Yeah, yeah it's all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess you don't like having lots of attention. No. No, okay. Okay. Yeah, this is good. Okay, so can I, can I say what God was saying to me about 19th of March? Can I have a lady up here with me, um, please? Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so Cor Corley, Corley. Um, so uh, what God was saying to me about the 19th of March is the fact that um, if, you, if you add the numbers together, um, if, you, if you think about 1 plus 3, okay, um, because 3 is the, is the third month, um, it, me it adds comes to 4, yeah? yeah? And so 4 in the Bible is relates to a, 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 an expansion, uh, an increased influence. Um, we know the north, east, west, and south, and the four winds of heaven are on the four corners of the world. And four often means extension. And God is doing uh, uh, is is actually doing something in your life, which actually leads to greater significance, because I sense that the enemy is trying to um, put you off or maybe rob you of things and actually make you feel insignificant, and actually have no. Uh, impact on the world, but God is saying to you today, Crawley, the fact that you have great significance. You have great significance, and actually, what what you're going to do will actually have a great impact on the area around you, and it will have great fruit, 
which is what the number nine means. So in the 19th of March, when we read Galatians, there are nine fruits of the Spirit. And there will be so much fruit in what God is doing in your life that not only that you will have a great expansion, a greater influence, but actually it will bear much fruit. And it will all be about Him, which is what the number one means. It's all about God. And He trusts you. He trusts you. And He knows that actually the, the, the fruit and the... And and all the results of of what you're you're going to step into and what you're stepping into, he knows that you're going to give him the credit, and it'll all be about God, and he trusts you. So don't worry about it; you won't miss it because he trusts you. So we bless you right now. Come and fill you up. So wind of God, come right now. Love of God, come. Kingdom of heaven, come on you right now, from head to to toe. Let it come. Let it come. Wow. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah. I just speak the fire of God to burn even more in you right now. So I just impart that fire of God, particularly what I've received when I've been in Argentina. Just the Whoa. Let it come. Let it come. Let it come. That fire revival. Thank you, Jesus. Let it come right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Release that. Thank you. Amen. 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 Wow. Wow. Was that helpful? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you want to say anything at all? Um, I think about a month ago, <laughs> I came to Tammy and said, it just feels like at work. Um, been cut down and been put under and it's no significance so <laughs> this means yeah a lot thank you <laughs> bless you bless you wow wow that's amazing <sighs> this is great i haven't got onto my, my bit yet maybe i don't maybe i'll never get onto this it's good isn't it <laughs> i love this that's good well there we go I preached one, one, one time very recently, and I was sobbing, and uh, I was tears all over my glasses, tears all, all over my phone. <laughs> I thought, I, I just, I, uh, you know, and the rest of my message was straight from the heart, which actually was kind of what I was talking about, but I just didn't have a clue. I just, you know, it was great. It's a very sweet moment for me, so I cry a lot. Um, thank you, Jesus. Any so yes, any more nineteenth of March while we're here? Because you might be thinking, oh, that's great. That was me. I didn't get my hand up, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's like it's not a one-time offer, you know. It's um, so nineteenth of March could be um, uh, anniversary, could be an important date in your life, could be something to do with your family. So, does that? Just before I move on, I would just like to check because um, it was it was for you, but could it? Yeah. So nobody's waving at me. So that's okay. Great. So um, I'd like to talk about, and I'm going to finish um, very soon, about um, Hebrews 6, 19, 20. It's about Jesus being our forerunner. Because we've been getting glimpses this morning of, of like, you know, heaven and, you know, it's so, it's so chilled, so easy for, for Jesus to heal and break in and give numbers for people's birthdays and things like that because it's actually we're just asking Jesus who knows that anyway, yeah? And so um, he wants us to kind of like winches in to, to where he's at, 
yeah? And this is what Hebrews 6, 19, 20 is all about. So it says, um, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. And um, uh, where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So um, there's a couple of things here. So when it says behind the curtain, has everybody kind of got that place? Or it's on there? Yeah, that's great. Um, so when it says, uh, it, it, you know, we have this hope, enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, and the Passion Translation talks about our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat. So I'm going to tell you a story briefly soon. And as soon as I mention the word chair, will somebody shout out mercy seat to remind me? Because that's the connection. And um, it talks about uh, beyond the threshold. All right. The, if you look at the footnote in the Passion Translation, where it says behind the curtain, it talks about um, literally beyond the faces of the doors into heaven. It's almost the access that Jesus gives us. He is our access, and it's beyond the threshold. So Jesus is our forerunner, yeah? He's there, you know, we know we have, we're citizens of heaven, we're seated in the heavenly places, that's where we belong, all right? So if you look at your passport, it, you, know, you're, you know, you're a citizen of heaven, so your passport will say heaven. Where do you come from? What's your nationality? I'm, I'm a heavenly being. Amen. Yeah? Yeah? Yes. And I'm spending a little bit of time on this planet, but actually I belong to heaven Amen. because that's that I'm a citizen of heaven. Yeah? Amen. Citizen of heaven. That's what it says in the word. You're a citizen of heaven. So, um, so how do we, you know, so we know Jesus has provided access. And, and actually this scripture talks about Jesus being our forerunner, our breakthrough, our pioneer into situations. Yeah. So he's, so he's already there. Pioneer, so forerunner, and it's on actually on page 148 in the soul book. All right. Because Claire's been reading it recently and it's the last page of chapter seven. All right. Um, so you reminded me to read this. Uh, and that's why we're doing this now, because it's God's um, page 148, last page, chapter 7. Um, forerunner, if you look up the definition of forerunner, in those days when a big ship wanted to put, go into port and it was too big to kind of have the oars or the sail, all that sort of stuff, where things might be a little bit out of control, you know, it could bang the side, damage the ship and all that sort of stuff. The way to get into port safely was to send out a little boat in advance and the little boat had a had a big chain and he had a couple of people in the little boat and they would row to um, safe haven to dry land they would take the chain and they would make a winch out of it and then that would winch in the big boat wow. and the little boat was called the forerunner <laughs> you see what Jesus does he winches us in he winches us in. He winches us out of trouble. Yeah, he winches out of trouble. And he winches us in to his presence, where he's at, everything else, the heavenly realms, all that kind of stuff. He winches us in. He wants us to be there. He wants us to actually occupy the place where our citizenship is. Yeah, the heavenly places. Because he's gone there in advance as a forerunner. And he winches us in. 
So if something, if you're, so, so basically the big ship could resist or it could actually just say, okay, winch me in. You have a choice today. You can say, Jesus, okay, winch me in. Today, winch me in, winch me out. I'm not going to resist. Why resist the overtures of love? Who is Jesus? Yeah? Who's wooing you from, from the jaws of distress? Yeah? To a place free from restriction, to the comfort of your table, laden with choice food. And that is in Job. That's an amazing scripture from Job. So I was dwelling on this, and uh, there was a couple of weeks ago in, in church, I just had this amazing encounter um, um, with Jesus. Um, and I was in, often a lot of my heaven encounters to do with rushing water, rainbows, stars, planets, and all that sort of stuff. And all of a sudden, um, I ended up in a very simple um, kind of like a shack, like a very simple place, and there was a simple table, and there was coffee on the table, and Jesus was there, and he'd made the coffee just the way I like it, <laughs> in the kind of mug that I like, you know, not too small, you know, like it's nothing worse, <laughs> just, just the right size mug, you know, like big mug, and yeah, not too big because it gets cold, so you can then top it up. Yeah, yeah, we know the top. Yeah, and and he showed me a chair. Thank you. Yeah. So we think the mercy. We know what the mercy seat's like on the in the you know because we know the mercy seat actually in the tabernacle. We're talking about tabernacle is a is a is a reflection of what is in the heavenly realms. We know that is a, but also Jesus was showing me where to sit. And I was sitting there with him, opposite him. Actually, I felt in the mercy seat. And mercy is all about is all about um, not getting the things we deserve. Yeah, grace is about getting things we don't deserve, like amazing stuff that we don't deserve. And mercy is about not getting the stuff that we do deserve. Yeah. So no judgment, you know, you know, from Jesus because of you know there is judgment I know, but this is mercy, right? So sitting in mercy and uh, and in the in the um, this encounter, we um, Jesus and I were just chatting, you know, as you would do across a coffee table, and he was looking into my eyes, and you know when somebody is paying attention to you, they don't take their eyes off you, yeah. He didn't take his eyes off me at all. He fixed my gaze. I was looking into the eyes of fiery love that we read about in Revelation, passionate, fiery eyes of Jesus, and all the things that the Song of Solomon speaks about. And it was just the fiery eyes of love, Whoa. Um, which were just penetrating everything in me. Yeah, soul-piercing. It's incredible. And we talked, and we talked, and he smiled, and he listened. And I could have been there, you know, it felt like I could have been there years. Who knows? Because actually, it's out of time. 
And then Jesus said to me, um, you know, Mark, um, you're not wanting to go out and explore the yard. And then I became aware of the fact that just behind him, there was an open door, which I hadn't seen before because I was just looking at the eyes of Jesus. And he said, come. So we walked together and we stood in the doorway and there was the breeze, there was the perfume of the fields and the garden and everything else. And he said to me, would you like to explore this spacious place? You know, and all of a sudden, you know, my heart began to, you know, race and get excited. I just wanted to run and explore the spacious place. And so I just went off. I ran. And the thing is, as I ran and I came to, you know, crossroads in the garden, all that sort of stuff along the paths and all that sort of stuff, that, you know, I thought, do I go to the left? Do I go to the right? And, and actually... One, it didn't matter, <laughs> all right, because I was in this safe place. And two, I knew that Jesus was with me in every step of the way. You know, it's, you know we know the scriptures, you know, I'll be with you always. And um, so I spent a long time exploring these wide open spaces. And I'm going to put in brackets, of God's love. Remembering that Jesus was with me every step of the way, when I came back at the end of the day, he was waiting for me in the doorway. He was so excited to see me. And then he said to me, tell me all about your day. Jesus wants to hear about our day. And you're thinking, actually, he's been with me every step of the way. <laughs> and now I'm going to sit in the mercy seat and then tell him about my day in a way that a small child would excitedly tell their mum and their dad about the, the all the things that have happened about the day. And they talk in such a way that they don't breathe. They don't, you know how young kids say, I did this, I did that, I did that, <gasps> I did this, and you know. <coughs> I was just, I was just like that. And, you know, he'd, he'd actually been with me every step of the way, and yet the excitement in his face, the excitement in his eyes, the excitement in his voice, he was loving every second of my company with him as I was sharing things he already knew, but he wanted me to tell him, and he wanted to hear my voice telling him. That is our Jesus. He loves our voice. He loves the tone of your voice. He likes your company. He delights in you. Let that sink in. (laughs) 
And we're going to finish with some scriptures. 2 Samuel 22 verse 20 and Psalm 18 verse 19 says, He brought me in out into a spacious place. Thank you, Jesus. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And the word behind the original word for that is Hevzibar, which basically means God, God delights in you, in me. I've already read out Job 36, verse 16, but I'm going to do it again. He is wooing you from the jaws of distress to a spacious place, free from restriction, to the comfort of your table, laden with choice food. Psalm 31, verse 8 says, You have not given me into the hands of the enemy, but have set my feet in a spacious place. Psalm 118, verse 5 says, When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me out into a spacious place. He winched me out of that hard place. He winched me out. He winched me in. Here's our forerunner. Here's the breakthrough. Here's our breakthrough. And he's gone before us in every situation to winch us in and to winch us out. Wow. And as I was sitting there, uh, Bill and I were chatting yesterday um, about, you know, what, how, just reminded us of, of just David and, you know, how he worshipped and how it was like seeking God first, seeking his face, worshipping him, spending time in his presence, that Davidic tabernacle, coming to him. Staring him in the face, receiving the love of Jesus, who was our champion, he's our saviour, he's the lover of our soul, he shouts our name in heaven every day, saying, look at Tammy, isn't she amazing? Look at her. And the rest of you. And in that, in that place, he will winch us out, and winches in. So the focus isn't on the place that I'm in. The focus is on him who is able to winches out and winches in. And when we do that, all, amazingly, we find ourselves in a different place because we're focusing on the place where we want to be, where Jesus is. So... It's one o'clock, or two minutes to, and um, oh, and the last thing I want to say is the fact that the last well to be opened in Genesis tw twenty-six, twenty-seven, is um, its name means wide open spaces, and, I've, and it's called Rehoboth. It means wide open spaces, <coughs> and the the what happened immediately before then there was a lot of quarrelling. So if you find that actually um, there's some quarreling going on in your life, it might be that the enemy doesn't want you to get to the well of wide open spaces and he's actually trying to put you off. And actually what I'm saying to you today is you are so close. Yeah. 
you are so close. Don't park at the quarrelling. Don't make curtains for it. Yeah? Press through. You know, forgive. You know, don't take offence and get to those wide open spaces of God's love. And then, you, you know, the fruit of that. Okay. okay, so let's stand and pray. And fit. So we're just finished now. So if you do want to stand. Wow. So, Lord God, we just thank you for your presence. We just thank you for those words of life, Father God. We just thank you for your love. And we just say right now, kingdom of heaven come. Love of God, come right now. Just just in your own uh, words, just start calling out to Jesus, call out to God, say, yes, Lord. Lord, I want more of you. So just release uh, even more the prophetic gifting in this place, the seer gifting. Just let it come right now. In the name of Jesus, let it come. Let it come. Let it come. Where there needs to be healing, would healing come? Where there needs to be restoration, that restoration comes. Where there needs to be reconciliation, let it come. And Lord God, we just thank you for the gold dust that people have had this morning. And Father God, we just thank you that they're just signs and wonders. They're signs that point to you. And they're a wonder saying, I wonder what that's all about. And so Lord God, we just ask that more of that happens in our lives. But so much more that we look to you first, to your face. We spend time seeking you, gazing upon you. Because you are the source. You're the giver of life. So come and fill us right now with life. That we would see life, that we would articulate life with our mouth, with our lives, with our hands, that our feet would take us to places of life and fruitfulness and abundance. So Lord God, release abundance right now right now thank you god thank you god we say light of jesus come darkness go where the situations where you know there is stuff that is going on we just say right now light of jesus come darkness go thank you god thank you jesus thank you lord thank you jesus thank you god and as Annalisa kind of said, this, this smell of cinnamon or something like that, I would just encourage you right now just to breathe in, almost like breathe in the presence of God. God is all around you, so just breathe it in right now. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. And we, Lord God, we, I just thank you. just want to thank Bill and Tammy and the leadership in this church for their trust in us, for their trust in Jesus. And guys, these, the, the leadership need your prayers. They are pioneers. They're, they're in many ways being a forerunner for, 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 for you guys. So as they break through, you break through. So Father God, we just release breakthrough in Tammy and Bill right now and in, 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 in uh, Sal and Juliana. Let it come right now. Thank you. Well done for running so well. We just thank you that you're continuing to run. And we just thank you thank you for the for the for the new thing that god is doing that it's almost like he's taking you back to the heart of worship yeah thank you god thank you god
Thank you, God. And we're really excited. We're really excited what that journey is going to be. And you're going to have so many people with you, Tammy and Bill, because it is a journey of fruitfulness, life, and abundance of things that actually will just end up being in a book. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the new lives that will come from this journey, new lives in Christ. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the leaders that aren't even here today, that because they haven't met you yet, that, the, that people will become Christians, that will actually be, whoa, will be leaders in this house very soon, and they don't even know you yet. So, Lord God, just thank you for those. We just call them in. We call them in. We call them in right now. We call them in. We call them in. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Whoa, we just thank you, God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you for families that have been reconciled today. As you receive that reconciliation, we just thank you for families that have been reconciled today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Receive the deposit that is coming to you right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Wow. So there's um, free food next door. <laughs> but please stay. Or go and get food and come back. And um, we're just going to be here at the front. So just come, seek us out. Um, we, you know it's Jesus. All right? It's just that we just happen to be giving our time this morning. And what we carry, we're happy to impart. And you carry loads of stuff as well. So you impart that as well, yeah? As you go out today. And we just thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we just give Jesus a really big hand? <laughs>